You are listening to the World of Games Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet Earth. It's all our homes, everybody. What is happening? Big stuff jumping out over the weekend. First off, how was your weekend? Mine was pretty boring. <laughs> Just kind of laid around and did absolutely nothing. Watch a lot of TV and complain about something that was on TV. Because there's always something stupid going on. Uh, and this is no different. I had done a video that I'm going to be putting out on Rumble. Uh, it's an interesting video. It's of uh, another California teacher who is uh, just exposing the true nature of her of her unhingedness. So I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, and there's also a breaking story. It looks like out of Minnesota. Minneapolis, I'm not too sure. I haven't read in too much into it. I'll get into more details. It looks pretty grim right now. It doesn't look too good for the officer. Uh, it says, looting in Minneapolis, National Guard activated after police shooting of Dante Wright. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the new thing we're going to be talking about. I think that's going to lead into gun control and more. So look for that on the horizon. Uh, we'll get into that and more uh, right after this break. I need a cup of coffee. So bear with me. Be right back. All right, guys. I got a hell of a video for you. Uh... This one is really interesting. This is coming out of California. And what makes it interesting is you would think teachers by now would kind of get hip to the fact that they're being recorded on these Zoom calls. But it seems another teacher has got a problem and wants to let all of us know. And so this, I'm going to read some of this for some of the podcasters out there to kind of get a background on what's going on. Because it's going to be, unfortunately, difficult for you guys to see it. But I'll put the link into it. It's off of foxnews.com. And it seems to be exclusive video. It's pretty funny. Uh, just the, the things she's saying is what's funny. And right off the top it says, A California high school teacher was caught on camera berating students for their parents' collective push to end remote learning and return children to their classrooms full-time. Uh, in a video shared on Facebook, San Marcos high school teacher Alyssa Piro can be heard raising her voice at several seniors during a virtual lesson over zoom and it has the video and so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to play it right now i'm going to let you guys hear it and see it and enjoy it and be mad as all hell <laughs> like me i mean it's just incredible what's going on so check this out themselves out the haters did they are forced <laughs> first off let me just say uh that little beep boop sound that was not me that sounds like it was a student and basically the student is uh talking with this teacher and clowning her <laughs> first to bring awareness 
to the situation. And he zooms in and it says it seems to be some sort of transaction. This is for the people in the podcast. It, it, there seems to be a sidebar where there is text messaging going on. Uh, it's not quite clear because the video is pretty grainy, but let's go on. That they are in because other people put them in that situation. Well, my question is, in your case, where... And, and that's the student talking. And now he zoomed in again and it says, um, it's, again, it's really grainy, but it seems that there's somebody texting another person telling them to stop talking. So I don't know if that's another teacher or a faculty member of some sort or something, but somebody's trying to shut her up. Where is the uh, white suit union? Because because we, we need let all the uh, Hold on, let me replay that. I talked over that. Listen to this. It's incredible. Where is the uh, white suit union? Because because we, we need all the You don't need a white student union, Jake. Oh. You get everything. <laughs> now, again, for you people on the podcast that are hearing this, there this teacher, or I guess I, I would assume she's a teacher, uh, is white as all can be. She's got blonde hair. She's pasty white. More, She's more white than me, and I'm a pretty white guy. <laughs> so uh, she's got a lot of room to talk about this. I'm going to repeat that one more time just so you guys get a sense of what we're dealing with here. A bunch of unhinged teachers is what we're dealing with. In your case, where is the uh, white suit union? Because, because we, we need all the You don't need equality. a white student union, Jake. Oh. You get everything. You get everything. Your parent wants to talk to me about their profession. This is, okay, and this is a different video. It seems to be the same woman. In fact, it is the same woman. And uh, I guess she's going off again uh, with the student. And remember, this is a student. All right. This is this is not a parent. This is a student. Their profession and their opinion on their profession. I would love to hear that. I know very little about anything else in the world other than education. OK. Yeah, she, you know, for somebody that claims they're uh, an educator, uh, she's not too bright. <laughs> Just saying uh, this is not bright at all. However, if your parent wants to come talk to me about how I'm not doing a good enough job in distance learning based on what you need as an individual, just dare them to come at me. Yeah, you know, that's that's pretty Don't don't claim you want don't don't ask for that because I know a lot of parents right now that are just livid over all these videos being leaked out. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't be, I, unless they're living on top of some hill like Nancy Pelosi with a gated fence and all that, and you know, you can sit there and throw your weight around and your power and everything, you know, go for it, you know, run your mouth. But, you know, you're, you're just like everybody else. You live in the same neighborhoods we do. You're just a teacher. I'd watch what you say because, you know, there's going to be some upset. I, I'm just saying there's going to be some upset parent out there that's going to just kind of say enough, you know. And and when they hear stuff like this, you know, from teachers and stuff, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you you're just asking for trouble, you know. I, I unless they got some sort of secret service around them or something. I, I don't know why she would run her mouth off like the way they do, especially especially to students, because what they're doing is just basically slapping slapping their parents in the face, and the students, and saying that shit about you know. Uh, what she's saying. I mean, she's a white woman. I mean, come on. 
What the hell? What the hell are we doing? Because I'm so sick to my stomach of parents trying to tell educators how to do their job. I have never once gone to a doctor's appointment and tried to tell my medical health provider how to treat me. You know why? Because I know nothing about that. I didn't get my degree in medicine. I am going off. I'm sorry. This is my go off period. There it is. There it is. I mean, that's what we're dealing with with our schools. Let me just kind of finish this article up for you podcasters out there listening. Uh, Piero, who teaches English, appears to be referencing an ongoing lawsuit launched by a coalition of parents against Governor Gavin Newsom in six North County school districts seeking eased COVID restrictions and an accelerated return to physical classrooms, though local unions say, uh, say doing so would constitute judicial overreach. And what I am thinking, I used to live in San Diego, San Diego County, uh, Chula Vista, Bonita area, shout out. Uh, I believe this is San Marcos. This would be in yeah, North County, San Diego County. <laughs> Weren't these the ones where the teachers are going down to the convention center and doing in-person learning to those uh, kids that just came into our country illegally? Are, are they doing that? I, I, I thought that's what was going on. And now she's now she's sitting there shooting her mouth off. She's probably one of those teachers going to the convention center. You know what I'm saying? That's that's sad, man. And again, if she says, uh, quoting, "If your parent wants to talk to me about their profession and their opinion on their profession, I would love to hear that." And trust me, there is some parent that's going to start having a discussion with these guys. I mean. Quoting on, however, if your parent wants to come talk to me about how I'm not doing a good enough job in distant learning based on what you need as an individual, just dare them to come at me because I am so sick to my stomach of parents trying to tell educators how to do their job because you're not doing your job. I walk by schools all the time around here. They're just saying, I see them standing out there smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, and just absolutely doing nothing. Same with the the guys running around and they're driving around buses, yellow buses. I see them driving all around, no children in them, none whatsoever. I see uh, what these guys in golf carts are supposed to be maintenance people and, and staff like that. They're just driving around doing absolutely nothing, looking at the weeds grow. You know what I'm saying? And they're getting paid through the teacher unions. It's crazy, man. And, and you know these poor parents, man. They got to they got to deal with this shit plus their own careers. You know what I'm saying? And it, it pisses me off now because I now here I am, a, a grandparent, just became a grandparent, and I'm thinking of the future of my grandchild. It's just crazy, man. The video was reportedly filmed by a family member of a student in attendance and was shared to a private Facebook group aimed at reopening schools in the district before being given exclusively to Fox News. After over a year of remote learning, the district recently agreed to a hybrid model which allows students to attend in-person learning two days a week. The local union reportedly voted to keep the hybrid model for the duration of the school year, outraging parents and students anxious to return to in-person instruction. Um, I would just kind of think, I, I don't know if San Marcos is a separate school district from San Diego County, you know, where the teachers are going down to the convention center, so I just want to clear that up. They could be two, two different school districts so but nonetheless still it's ridiculous 
In another video shared on the platform, Perot can be heard aggressively yelling at a student inquiring about a white student union. And you heard that. It's incredible. You don't need a white student union, Jake. You get everything, the teacher retorts. A mother of the student in Piro's class told Fox News that she brought the videos to the attention of the school principal, Adam Dawson, several weeks ago. Dawson agreed to Piro's behavior was inexcusable and vowed to address it, but failed to show up. Dawson did not immediately return Fox News' request for comment. Quoting, she's a bully, the mother wrote in the Open SM School's private Facebook, uh, Facebook group. Quoting on, these rants were so often my child said, he turned her out and was just trying to get through the class. This is exactly what's wrong with education, and if the school district sweeps this, then they are just as responsible. The mother said she cried after the video was sent to her child while at work. Quoting, these poor kids have endured so much. I held on to the video for three months and hardly told a soul fearing retaliation. I shared it with some of the close friends a few weeks ago. When I saw her behavior was continuing this term, and I felt awful for not standing up uh, for these kids sooner. A different mother posted that Piro had previously taught her daughter at a high-tech high elementary school, but that she was eventually fired and appeared to have, quote, gone downhill, unquote, since then. So, yeah, she's unhinged. She's probably one of these woke characters. And uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with these middle-aged white women. <laughs> I mean, they just lost their complete minds. But I, I really think, you know, parents should really, they should unionize in themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> just within themselves and just come together and just start going after these, these school boards. Because I'm telling you, kids are our future, you know. And if we're just kind of sitting back and letting this go on and, and seeing this kind of behavior continue... Uh, you're just asking for a poor future for our kids and generations to come. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Hey guys, take a moment and visit my homepage. Click on the support button and drop your boy a couple extra cents and let me know that you care. I really would appreciate it. And now back to the nonsense. All right, guys. Well, this seems to be breaking. I don't know too much about it. I'm going in this blindly, so bear with me on any information it's it just seems to be developing because this just came out a few minutes ago and uh it's again from fox news and it says at least 500 minnesota national guard personnel have been activated across the twin cities on monday in support of operation safety net during the trial for Derek chauvin a number that's expected to increase following sunday's fatal shoot uh police shooting in brooklyn center so on top of the Chauvin trial, this comes up. Fantastic. The murder trial of Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer charged in George Floyd's death, continues for the third week Monday, and Operation Safety Net was already scheduled to increase into Phase 3 ahead of closing arguments and jury deliberation, but that plan was expedited in order to quell what devolved into violent demonstrations over the fatal officer-involved shooting of 20-year-old Dante Wright earlier Sunday in the city of Brooklyn Center, located in Hennepin County on the border of Minneapolis. Yeah, I was just so, I, I turned off any news and, and stuff like this on Sundays. I just don't, I didn't even know this was jumping off, so this is just... <laughs> this is not really what needs to be done in that Chauvin case. You don't need any of this. I mean, talk about public persuasion.
I mean, people are going to be jumping off, off, off this whole thing. And it does look like the Minneapolis National Guard released a, a tweet, and it says the National Guard has over 500 personnel activated in support of the Minnesota OSN. Who are, I, I don't know who that is. As of this morning, uh, National Guard plans in place to increase that number in the coming days as closing arguments approach in the trial of Derek Chauvin. You know, that's pretty sad. Will we have to literally get the National Guard out for a trial? I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail what I think about the trial, but pretty, it's it's almost a slam dunk case. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, that fourth body cam video that I seen that was released three weeks after the DA, when the DA decided he wanted to release it three weeks later, uh, we were already in the midst of all kinds of looting and mayhem. But I seen that video. It's like a, I think it was like almost thirty minutes long or something like that. But I seen it, and he was in the back of that car, flipping around in the back of the car like a fish out of the water, screaming that he couldn't breathe and nobody was even touching him. So I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna go into any other opinion. But National Guard for this is just, it's just crazy. The whole thing is just nuts. The Minneapolis area erupted in looting and riots late Sunday after an unidentified officer fatally shot right during a traffic stop just 10 miles from where Chauvin had Floyd pinned to the pavement last May. A citywide curfew was, curfew was issued by Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott until 6 a.m. So I get, okay, so I'm, I have to assume that Brooklyn Center is a uh, suburb of Minneapolis, just right out there. I'm not familiar with the area, so don't shoot me. Or don't shoot anybody, for that matter, let's be honest. About 500 people had gathered overnight outside of a police precinct in the city and clashed with officers, quoting, Our entire community is filled with grief following today's officer-involved shooting of Duante Wright, a 20-year-old young man. Our hearts are with his family and with all those in our community impacted by this tragedy. Elliot said in a statement, going on, he says, While we await additional information from the BCA Bureau uh, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, who is leading the investigation, we continue to ask that members of our community, uh, eh, uh, community gather, gathering do so peacefully amid our calls for transparency and accountability. Elliot addressed those in the community filled with grief in a statement published at 2 a.m. Central, stating that the mayor would continue to support peaceful gatherings. A news conference is scheduled at Brooklyn Center City Hall at 11 a.m. Central, which is probably just happened uh, Monday, to provide more information. He said Operation Safety Net leaders will provide a public safety update at 2 p.m. Monday. And it does show that there's a mayor. Let me see if I can pull him up. Oh, I can't hear him. Give me one second. All right, let's give this a try. Hopefully I don't screw this up. No, it's not going to work. So. Well, can pull up the audio. But I'll just uh, go on and just say, in a tweet he said, that he wanted to make sure everyone is safe. Please be safe and please go home. Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz tweeted he was closely monitoring the situation and praying for Duante Wright's family as our state mourns another life of a black man taken by law enforcement. And uh, he tweets that out. 
And I don't know how sincere some of these politicians are these days, but I'm just, it, it just sounds like he doesn't want his whole place going up in flames. And I don't blame him. I mean, the place is already just one big fire pit, burnt out fire pit already. I mean, the people in Minneapolis and Minnesota, they don't, they don't need to go through this shit again. Brooklyn Center, uh, Brooklyn Center police did not immediately identify Wright or disclose his race, but some demonstrators who gathered near the scene waved flags and signs reading Black Lives Matter on one street. Written in multicolored chalk, it read Justice for Duante Wright. So we already know where this is going. We can see the direction they're going to try to influence a lot of people with a lot of violence and, and rhetoric and stuff. So, yeah, get ready. It's we're gonna. It looks like the, at this rate we're gonna head to another fucked up summer in 2021. And Biden ain't gonna do a goddamn thing about it, right? In a statement, Brooklyn Center Police said the officers had stopped an individual shortly before 2 p.m. Sunday after determining the the driver had an outstanding warrant. Police tried to arrest him, but the driver re-entered the vehicle and drove away, police said. An officer fired at the vehicle, striking the driver. Police said the vehicle traveled several blocks before crashing into another vehicle. A female passenger sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Speaking at a press conference, Minnesota Police, uh, Department of Public Safety Commissioner John Harrington detailed how demonstrators gathered shortly after the shooting and crash with some jumping on top of police cars and confronting the officers. Marchers also descend, uh, descended upon the Brooklyn Center Police Department building where rocks and other objects were thrown at the officers, he said. You know, here's the thing. People, this is probably how it went down. You know, they heard about the shooting. It was involved with the police. And it's just one of those things where the, the accuracy of the story kind of gets convoluted from person to person to person as, you know, the gossip and the rumors start going out. And uh, I think maybe that could happen because, like, again, we don't even know what the hell's going on. This is just so fresh. I don't know how, like, all these people already determined that this guy was a killer without even knowing the facts. And I think that's what we're going to start seeing again, you know. The demonstrators have largely dispersed by 1.15 a.m. Monday. Harrington added that about 20 businesses have been broken into, of course, crimes of opportunity, Right. Uh, businesses have been broken into the city's Shingle Creek Shopping Center. He said law enforcement agencies were coordinating to tame the unrest, and the National Guard was activated. In now, aren't these the isn't this the same area where they defunded the police, or they got rid of the police entirely, or did they just finally decide to bring them back at the right time? I don't know. Video shared by journalist Andy No, NGO. He's a great reporter, man. He's he's on top of this all, all this kind of stuff right here. Uh, shout out to him. Big shout out to him. And his Twitter page. Mr. Andy Ngo. I don't know. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, he, it shows video BLM protesters riding over what he described as the police-involved shooting of a, suspect, a suspected gang member. Demonstrators on Sunday evening walked to the Brooklyn Center Police Headquarters near North 67th and North Humboldt Avenues where people pushed past police tape and confronted officers in riot gear. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reported the group of about 500 protesters was repeatedly ordered to disperse by officers who then used tear gas, flashbangs, and rubber bullets on the crowd. The police headquarters sign was covered in graffiti and later climbed 
by demonstrators chanting Wright's name. You know, I always said, I don't know why they don't use water cannons. I see a lot of water cannons being deployed out, like out in Europe and, and Asia and stuff like that. Why doesn't the U.S. do that? I mean, isn't that like non-lethal? <laughs> you know, and you're cleaning up the streets too. You know, at the same time, it's kind of like a win-win situation. I, I think they need to use uh, water cannons, my opinion. I don't know, what do you think? National Guard troops arrived before midnight. The Brooklyn Center Walmart was targeted, of course, by looters who also, who also completely destroyed a nearby footlocker, T-Mobile, and a New York men's clothing store. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to steal stuff, you want to look good, right? You want to get the nice shoes. You want to get the nice clothing. You want to get the, the nice new cell phone. I mean, you got to target your stores, right? Looting spilled over into North and South Minneapolis late Sunday into Monday morning as stores in Uptown and along Lake Street were also broken into and emptied. <laughs> A police headquarters in another neighboring city of Brooklyn Park was shot up around 8 p.m. Sunday, uh, Fox 9 Minneapolis reported. Multiple rounds were fired through the building's glass front doors, with some shots reaching the lobby. No injuries were reported. The attack resembled what happened during the unrest following Floyd's death on May 25th of 2020 when the Minneapolis Police Department's 3rd Precinct was burned. Protesters at the time piled debris inside the building and set on fire while chanting Floyd's name. Tensions are high in the region as the trial for Chauvin, the former Minneapolis officer charged in Floyd's death, continues into its third week on Monday in Minneapolis. Harrington said, more National Guard members would be deployed around the city of Minneapolis and in Brooklyn Center. Katie Wright, Duante Wright's mother, huddled with loved ones near the scene of the shooting in the 6300 block of Orchard Avenue in the Brooklyn Center and pleaded for her son's body to be removed from the street, the Star Tribune reported. She said her son had called her when he was getting pulled over, and she heard scuffling before the call ended. When she called back, she said his girlfriend told Duante Wright had been shot. Carolyn Hansen lives near the crash scene and told newspapers that she saw officers pull man out of the car and perform CPR, Hansen said. A passenger who got out was covered in blood. The Brooklyn Center Police Department said it asked the Bureau of Crime Apprehension to investigate Brooklyn Center officers where body-worn cameras and dash cameras are believed to have been activated during the incident, police said. So there you go. That's pretty amazing. I, I did not know this was going on. Uh, first off, Duante writes to their his family and to his soul, you know, rest in peace. I mean, I, I don't know the whole disposition. This kid, I don't know anything about it. Just a life loss is just tragic enough. And, and for the family, I, I big prayers to your family. Uh, I couldn't even imagine losing a, a son or a daughter like that. I don't care what the situation is. But still, we still need to know the facts. We need to know what's going on. And, of course, you know, with BLM and Antifa and all these, you know, whatever, these rioters and criminals of opportunity and whatnot, they're not even going to care about the case. Like, they don't really care about George Floyd's case, really, when you think about it. Not too many do. Some do. But the majority of those people that were rioting, they really don't. You know what I mean? Because they're not really speaking about it. Yeah, and it does appear to be some video. Uh, and it does show body cam footage of the gun being pointed at the suspect. 
And uh, let me just see one thing here. From the screenshots I'm looking at, I'm looking at a, a young guy. His face is blurred out, blurred out, and you can't really tell what his ethnicity is. But I'm looking at one of the dry. I'm looking at a cop, a white cop, and I am looking at a black cop. And one picture it shows what appears to be a black cop. Uh, putting the suspect into handcuffs. And I see a white officer, his partner, on the passenger side. And again, this is a screenshot, so I can't really zoom in. There, I haven't seen the video at all, but it looks like it was uh, a black officer and a white officer. The white officer was, I believe, talking to the person in the passenger side. And it seems the black officer was the one that had engaged with uh, Dante, if I pronounce his name correctly. So this is going to be interesting. And again, let's not jump to conclusions. We don't know the disposition of the case. We don't know if the guy was wanted for something horrific. We, we, just, we just don't know. It's too premature. So all that looting and rioting going on in Minneapolis, I, the city doesn't need it and the people don't need it. So I hope they wise up and just kind of just stop rethink their position because i think the only people that are really going to cause chaos and mayhem are those neo-marxist uh, blm and antifa types you know they're just going to go there for opportunity and, and plus all the the crackheads and everything throughout the community that you know want to steal a tv or something for money who knows but yeah let's just get the facts first okay you are fake news all right guys that's it for me today uh sorry it's not too jam-packed with a whole bunch of different stuff i think the two big stories as far as I wanted to cover, were covered. Trying to put together that unhinged teacher video took a lot of time out of me. So it's already hitting 11 o'clock. So I have to jump out of here, unfortunately, for today. But I really do appreciate you guys stopping by and checking out my podcast and listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, and favorite, however it's done in your preferred podcast platform. And make sure you go ahead and look out for my new video coming out uh, regarding this unhinged teacher I think you guys will get a kick out of it. And I did try to put out a video on my regular YouTube channel. And it was pretty interesting. I was going to take you to a couple of locations. I do take you to a couple of locations, but they ended up becoming closed or locked up. So there really wasn't nothing to see. But the two places were, one was uh, Representative Eric Swalwell's offices in the East Bay, here in the East Bay, I was going to show you guys this broom closet he had, but the place was closed. It was amazing. I might put the video out still. And there's also a location, a hidden location, where if you know anything about the former bassist from Metallica, Cliff Burton, uh, there was a memorial uh, that's out in the East Bay, too, a hidden memorial. A lot of people, locals know about it, but not too many fans and stuff you know, from around the world know about it. And I was trying to go over there, and unfortunately, they had put new fencing up, and uh, it was locked up. So, I don't know. I'm going to see if I can go back and try to get some permission, see if I can take a couple of minutes of video. It's it's pretty interesting. It's really cool. So, if you're a big Metallica fan, be on the lookout for that. Hopefully, one day, I'll go, get back out there and try again. But until then, go ahead and check out my Rumble page as well as my youtube page and it's all the same it's world of dan capital w-o-r-l-d capital o-f capital d-a-n all one words no spaces in between and please stop by subscribe like and favorite 
all that good stuff. And again, apologies for not having too much of a jam-packed type of show. I mean, it's pretty exciting stuff nonetheless. But there's always something tomorrow, right? So, all right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. And I will talk to you guys Wednesday. Peace out.